Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. At some time, somewhere, somehow, somebody actually eats the fruitcake. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, full of holiday cheer. And on this week's episode, uh, our annual holiday gift giving guide, which I think we've kind of missed a couple of years. So sorry about that. Uh, we continue the uh, pipes of uh, the, uh, the Dickens Christmas Carol versions of pipes of the um, pipes of the past and this time it's with my zoom group and with pipes of today and tobaccos of today and we have uh, music mailbag and a rave all that in this week's episode of the pipes magazine radio show uh hopefully everybody has had a good past two weeks because uh yeah last week's was pre-recorded and uh this week uh i'm actually leaving tomorrow so next week's show will be pre-recorded but uh that's all part of the uh, uh, part of the fact that we're empty nesters, and if you want to go see, if you want to visit your kids, now you got to go places to see them. So uh, that's what we did last week. Went and saw my son and his wife, and uh, this week we're going out to see my daughter. So uh, you know, doing the holiday shuffle before the holiday, and uh, hopefully you all are getting a chance to uh, you know sit back and enjoy your pipes during the holiday season. Uh, Hopefully everybody is uh, staying warm. I know the weather's been uh, not so bad where I've been, and uh, yeah, so I've been able to sit outside with my pipe. In fact, uh, do please keep sharing the Pipes Magazine radio show with all your friends and family, enemies, frenemies, all those people. Uh, keep the show going. Keep sharing it out. And uh, before we get started, I just want to clear up one thing: uh, the Zoom group is not my group. I was invited to the group, and uh, it was uh, it, it's a relatively small group, so I think we try to keep it at they try to keep it about twenty twenty five, so that way everybody gets a chance to participate. And it's not a real formal group either; it's just kind of whatever the conversation takes and whichever direction it goes. And sometimes it goes on for four or five hours. So. Uh, but yeah, it's not my, I, I keep calling it my zoom group. Well, it's not my group. I just got invited to it. So there you go. All right, let's get the show rolling. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. And here we go. There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and for Pipe Parts, the annual holiday guide. And this is where usually I just ramble off a list of things that I think every pipe smoker would like including pipe cleaners. And uh, don't forget, pipe cleaners come in regular or bristle or extra absorbent or extra long, depending on what kind of pipe it is. So pipe cleaners, I, you know, I can never have enough. 
and they make great stocking stuffers for your uh, for pipe smokers. Uh, pipe tampers, you know, we always are losing them or need extras. Uh, I'm uh, particular to the eight deco ones that I have sitting at my desk and at my reclining chair, and I use them in the car. Those are the ones that have the big, wide foot with the open, uh, they kind of got some open grill work in them, so they're easy to handle. Uh, I also, you know, need the, uh, the, the old-fashioned check pipe tool. Yeah, so great stocking stuffer ideas. I think the eight deco tampers start out around eight, nine dollars and work their way up. Uh, and the check pipe tools, the three in one tool, yeah, two ninety five, whatever it is. Uh, the other tamper that I use is the one that I uh, helped design when I was working for Brigham, and it's the uh, two in one that screws into each other and kind of closes up. And again, you're talking about nine, ten dollars, and you can keep it in your pocket. That way you don't worry about ash getting out, you know, especially when you're out smoking and walking around. Uh, tin, tins of tobacco, you know, holiday-themed tins. Uh, there's been a couple of holiday tin releases, and I'm not sure at the time that this goes out that they're still available, but, you know, holiday tin tobaccos are still a tradition, uh, whether they be a, uh, you know, just a, a, a traditional aromatic or maybe a non-aromatic that is themed towards the holiday, so... A tin of tobacco always makes a great gift for a pipe smoker. Um, holiday pipes are a tradition, and we've talked about this in the past, where a lot of pipe companies come out with a holiday, you know, with a pipe of the year or a holiday pipe specifically for Christmas or, you know, the New Year's. And this, this goes all the way back to uh, one of the traditions of old, which was you know, smoking a clay pipe at midnight on new year's eve and then smashing it in the fireplace which was supposed to scare off all the bad you know the evil spirits for the next year so you could even do that you know clay pipes make a great holiday gift and clay and uh, corn cob are the ways that you can really taste test tobacco so if you've got a newer pipe smoker on your uh, pipe uh, on your pipe gift list look at an assortment of smaller clay pipes for them or an assortment of Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipes. Uh, and usually Missouri Meerschaum does a Christmas gift set each year. So you can look for that as well. A uh, couple things outside of that realm a little bit. Uh, there's a couple of books uh, that I want to point you, point you towards. Uh, Mark Irwin did the Pipes of Basil Rathbone's Sherlock Holmes, the second edition. So that's out, and that would be a great book, especially for a Sherlock Holmes fan. Uh, there's always, if you go to the smokingpipes.com book section, there's always great books in there that you can get that are interesting for pipe smokers to read. Uh, you can also get the, uh, the digital versions of Fred Hanna's A Perfect Smoke. And uh, Rick Newcomb's In Search of Pipe Dreams and Still Searching for Pipe Dreams. Great gifts. Easy to, uh, you know, easy companions for pipes right there. Uh, also, don't forget the Father the Flame DVD. If you want to see a really, really well done movie about the people behind the pipes and tobacco world, Father of the Flame is absolutely beautiful and tells the story of the pipe and tobacco perfectly.
Now I'm going to deviate a little bit off of, you know, traditional simple gifts and expand into a few other things. So of course we all like ashtrays. We all need a place to rest our tampers and stuff. Uh, I have been able through, uh, what my what my wife calls junk stores, but I call them antique malls. Uh, you can find some really cool older ashtrays from the 1950s, 60s, 70s there, and they're not going to be all that expensive because you know they're just decorative ashtrays. And a decorative ashtray makes a great addition to a smoking room. Uh, while if you have a smoking room, uh, a scent a a scented candle or a smoke eating candle makes a great gift as well uh the uh you know there's some candles that are specially formulated to help uh remove the lingering smoke odor from the room so if you're if you're lucky enough to have an indoor place and you want to keep it fresh in there and you don't have an air uh, an air purification system well smoke candles uh also the uh scent uh, the fragrance diffusers like lamp berger they also have some that are just pure neutral and they have some that are formulated to smoke, uh, to remove the smoke odors. And those are, you know, uh, they're decorative looking and they work really well. I've worked with a couple of them and they do a great job. Uh, if you have a bigger, if you have a bigger demand for it, of course, I highly recommend the rabbit air air cleaners, although they're in the five to $700 range. So it's not a real, uh, uh, it's not a, uh, not a real easy to give gift because of that. But again, it's an addition to the pipe smokers room along with those ashtrays and air cleaning systems. Uh, you can also look at, uh, uh you can look at hats because a lot of us smokers like to, you know, we have to smoke outside. So maybe a classic deer stalker or a flat cap. Uh, I have a few uh, fedoras the you know the classic gentleman's hats and there's a store in new york city called jj hat center that i can highly recommend they have everything from the more affordable prices all the way up to the super high-end stuff so if you're looking for a gift for a pipe smoker that maybe wants to be a little more distinguished wants a more durable reliable hat than just a baseball hat check out jj hat center in new york city and you'll be able to find a whole bunch of different hats there. And I've shopped there before, and they're great people. And they ship all around the world for you. So there you go. Uh, if you have any comments or suggestions for the holiday gift guide, let me know. And of course, you know, Santa's or uh, Frosty's with pipes are uh, great little holiday gifts too. But yeah, not, not real good for use all year long. More on that coming up in the uh, rave, so... Stay tuned for that. All right, in just a moment, uh, part two of my visit with my Zoom Pipe Club. This is Internet Radio. Being at the forefront of craft tobacco production for over 20 years, we've been involved in some rather interesting projects at Cornell and Deal. From the Cellar Series to the Small Batch Project, we're extremely proud of how far we've come. So moving forward, we wanted to take it back to basics, and that's what the Burley Flake series is all about. Burley is an underrated varietal, but there is a ton of nuance there. 
Using various condimental tobaccos to accentuate different aspects of the air-cured leaf, each blend in this series is intended to showcase different individual subtleties inherent to Burley. It's a simple concept, one that I think really speaks to the essence of what we do at CND as a crew of folks who just love tobacco. It's also really good. Cornell and Deal's Burley Flakes series, wherever fine tobaccos are sold. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show holiday special with the Zoom group. And uh, boy, we, I, I think between the, uh, I'm just doing a quick count, the 18, 19 of us, 20 of us here, there's probably about a thousand years of pipe smoking history and experience in this group. And again, that's one of the reasons why I really love coming to the group when I can is because I get to sit back, listen and learn from all you much more learned and educated and uh, experienced people. But this time we're doing pipes of the present and it's just your, your currently whatever your favorite pipe is and whatever a currently available tobacco is that you like. And then we'll come back around and do pipes of the future. So we'll start off again like we did last time with uh, Dr. Fred Hanna. I won't pick on you about anything, but what's your, uh, what's your current pipe of the pipe of today that you love and tobacco that's available? That's a really, really tough question. Yeah. It would be easier to name 10. But if I were to pick one, it would probably be a Paul Willstead. Um, that is just breathtaking to look at all the, the subtleties and um, skill that went into that pipe is, uh, and, and as you many, as many of you know, some very, very uh, illustrious pipe makers have said that Paul Elstead, if he didn't have uh, certain issues, um, may well have been the best pipe maker uh, who ever lived. Um, and uh, I, I don't know what it was. I met Paul at a Chicago show and uh, we both, I'm not sure how this happened, but we both uh, expressed an in interest in philosophy and uh, we both uh, identified ourselves as bums. <laughs> and um, Paul and I just connected that day and uh, from that day forward, I don't know what it is to this day. I still have a tremendous fondness for that guy. And I, I feel that fondness every time I look at one of his pipes. I've had many of his pipes. I own about six of them now. And uh, I have to tell you, Brian, there's just really something special about that guy. And um, one of the things that was, you know, little known about him is that he never sold his best pipes. He had a drawer in his, in his uh, um, pipe making um, shop that had anywhere from 30 to 40 pipes. I've talked to him about it and I've talked to others who have seen it, Greg Pease and Rex Pagenpole come to mind, who have seen that collection of pipes and they were utterly spectacular. And I remember uh, the trying to, he brought one to Chicago to show me one day and it was so amazing that I was just, I went into beggar mode. I was literally begging him for that pipe. And finally he broke down and said, okay, Fred, I will, I will give you this pipe. If you buy me a brand new Harley Davidson motorcycle, which would have been around $18,000 or so. 
And that's when I realized that Paul was very, very serious about not <laughs> letting any of those pipes go. So I was, uh, I've actually, I should have answered this before, but that was a pipe that I, I really, really wanted and was obviously out of my reach. Um, as for current uh, tobaccos, um, I have a, a great fondness for one of the HU tobaccos, actually several of them, but one in particular uh, called Tuareg, which is an English blend that is very, very good, especially in the light of the quality of available tobaccos today. And uh, that's a very, very good blend. So that's, uh, that's my favorite of what's out there at the moment. And it doesn't upset your stomach? I just, <laughs> just wanted to bring that back up. And we'll move, we'll move on to... Oh, actually, it's, it's been very kind to my stomach, Brian. Okay. Thank you for asking, yes. And we'll move on to uh, Tad Gage. Tad, uh, I don't know, pipe, you know, your current pipe favorite and then uh, a current tobacco that's available that you, that you uh, like? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, current pipe favorite, of course, I'm, I guess I'm living in the past, but to me, it's kind of like all those old collectible pipes that I smoke are kind of still feel like they're uh, current. But, you know, rather than even uh, sort of pointing out one thing, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm so enjoying the pipes that I have from American artists, artisan uh, pipe makers. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have a, I have a Brad Pullman actually that I just love, and I I, I just smoke that a lot, and um, I, and Jim Cook. So you know, in the present, I I just like what these folks are doing. Adam Davidson is another one. I'm I'm sort of jonesing over a pipe right now, one of Adams. So um, I I really enjoy having those. Tobacco's, uh, boy, uh, again, I guess I'm living in the past, but I, I'm sort of enjoying my uh, uh, my own tobacco, Three Oaks, that McClellan blended up, and I've got an awful lot of it, so it kind of, you know, feels like going to the cellar and, uh, or at least going to the smoke shop and buying something, so... I'm I'm kind of stuck in the stuck in the past, I guess, with the tobaccos, but I do really love Greg Peace's uh, tobaccos. You know, the funny thing is, is a uh, silver silver's got a Brad Pullman that she really loves too. Uh, <laughs> and then, okay, but that's different. That's that's a guy, not a pipe. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, moving on, Barry Goldstein. Uh, you know, another another person with you know. 40, 50 years of pipe smoking experience. Barry, your current favorite pipe and maybe a current tobacco that you enjoy? Okay. Well, uh, recently, uh, in the last few months uh, after uh, speaking with Rich, I started to get involved with uh, Magnum pipes. Oh, boy. And uh, I, I, I find them to be exceptionally wonderful. Uh, the two that, are, that uh, of the collection, it'd be hard to say which one I like the best, but I, uh, I have a Jim Cook. Matter of fact, I'm smoking that one right now. And uh, Larry uh, Roche, I have a, a couple of his, uh, uh, one of his Magnums. That's absolutely a, a fantastic smoking pipe. Um, as far as tobaccos, I'm going to agree with Tad. I like the Three Oaks a lot, and I smoke. Uh, I, have, I have a few cans of that, and I'm really enjoying that a lot. 
the uh, the uh, both the yellow and the tan uh, label. I like them both. Perfect. And then we'll we'll move on to the to the person who has now corrupted you into liking these Magnum pipes, and is probably looking for customers for some of his pipes and trying to build a market for them. Um, <laughs> Rich Esserman, a current pipe that you're uh, that you're that you like, and a current tobacco. Well, it's uh, funny. A pipe that I currently, my favorite pipe that I currently own. I'll do two of them. One one of them is favorite pipe that I currently own, and that is my Dunhill. It's called ODH. It's uh, it's a, a big uh, fancy bulldog from 1927. That pipe I got many years ago. Now, and it's it's I it, maybe it's my favorite pipe, if you could call it favorite pipe. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, I I recently was was lucky enough to get a uh, a, a Costello. I love Costellos, big Costellos. And this one is from the their series, the IPCPR, where there used to be a pipe show for for man, uh, for retailers and so on. This is from 2015. It's the only Fiamata made in that year. It's beautiful. It's probably the best straight grain Costello that I've ever seen. It's almost three and a half inches tall. Wow! And I got it unsmoked. Out of the blue, unexpectedly, and I'm really, really happy with that. Um, the favorite tobacco, you know, I did have a favorite tobacco. It's uh, it's um, uh, 1882. Uh, my uh, uh, what's his name? I forget the name of the um, Eric Stokeby's fourth generation. Eric Stokeby, that's it. But the thing is, they've changed it now to added burley to the blend. But before that, so I bought many, many, many tins. Of the original 1882, it's a Latakia mixture, but it's not real heavy, but it's extremely fine-tasting um, tobacco, and I really like it. It's too bad that they changed the, the blend. I heard it's not the same. But those are the ones that I I, uh, I uh, like. I'll, I'll tell Eric when I see him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the senior better Fred, Fred Janusik. Current, oh, well, current pipe and tobacco. I think I may have mentioned once that I collect bees. Uh, not the kind that sting, but pipe makers whose last names start with B. <laughs> and I probably have seven or eight different uh, makers that I really like, but three in particular, Kirk Ballaby, S. Bong, and Rainier Barbie are my three favorites. And tobacco... 30 or 40 years now, I've been smoking Dunhill Light Flake, which is now Peterson Flake. But recently, I've been turned on to Savories by Pete, and I've got three or four of them now that I like a lot and can't decide which one I like best. So that's where I'm at now. Sounds good. And for pipe makers, if you want to sell Fred a pipe, just change your last name to start with a B, and that'll work out perfectly for you. Uh, That's right. Did you hear that, Brad Pullman? I mean, Brad Bowman. Um, Brad, do you have a? I know, I know, Brad. You're as a pipe maker. Your favorite pipe should be the one you sold last. But uh, do you have a current pipe that you're coveting and a tobacco that you're coveting? Uh, gosh, that's a hard one for 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 a pipe. Yeah. Um, I really admire. Chris Astro's 
Asterios uh, styles very much. Would mind having uh, a Chris Asterio. Uh, as far as uh, tobacco, I would like to be able to get my hands on some more Peter Heinrich's Dark Flake and uh, haven't uh, been able to find anybody that's got it, but uh, I really enjoy that as an alternative to Virginia's and Virginia Periques. Kind of spices. It's a nice alternative. Kind of spices things up for you a little bit, or, mm -hmm. or unspices. All right, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll continue more of this with my uh, Saturday Zoom group, so stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy. And just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan, 1876. Achilles Savinelli set out to change the way the world viewed smoking pipes, opening one of the world's first specialist tobacco shops. From one small storefront to a factory that delivered handmade pipes all over the world, the legacy he forged became one filled with success and prestige. Achilles' dream is carried on today by his family, who continues the Savinelli legacy. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs comprised of quality-crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show doing the uh, Dickens Christmas Carol of Pipes and Tobaccos with my Saturday Zoom group. And we're doing uh, Pipes of the Present, your favorite pipe now, and the tobacco that you're kind of enjoying now. And now we're moving on to Fernando. Fernando, what's, uh, what, what's making you extra happy now? I think uh, my favorite pipe is this wonderful cased Ben Wade Chippendale from the mm. 1920s. I don't smoke it very often because I'm afraid of dropping this amber stem here, but it's just a very classy pipe. I love it. Um, and my favorite tobacco now is H.U. Manyara. I have to thank Big Pete, who's on this call, for turning me on to H.U. That Manyara is, is really an excellent, it's a red Virginia with just a kiss of Latakia, and it's a very dense, very rich uh, pensive smoke. It's sort of a craven. It's not a casual smoke at all. It's something that uh, that will tire you out and you can meditate on it. It's wonderful smoke. Mm, sounds good. All right. Uh, Dave in LAX or Dave Peterson, or I, I guess we could change your name to Big Dave, but yeah, because you're actually bigger than Big Pete, but we won't tell Big Pete that. Uh, Dave, pipe of the present that you're enjoying and tobacco of the present. Well, my favorite uh, Balkan uh, Supreme always uh, smokes good in everything, but my favorite pipe is easy right now. It's a Carmet carved by my buddy Adam Sheehan, and it's mm -hmm. a beautiful uh, black sandblast that was um, inspired by one of my favorite shapes, a tall stack uh, Costello 15 billiard, and it's a beautiful pipe, um, and I just... I. I've smoked, I've only had it for a couple of years, I, over, just over a year, and I've smoked it hundreds of times, and it absolutely <laughs> delivers. It's a beautiful piece, and yeah, that's it's easy for me. 
Yeah. Yeah, and, and Adam's such a good guy, too. Makes it makes it even better when you smoke it. Uh, Rob Down Under. Rob, the current favorite pipe and current favorite tobacco that you're uh, enjoying a whole bunch? Yeah, I was thinking about how I would answer this. Like, what would be the right way to consider what would be a favorite? And I then decided that would probably be the pipe that I reach for the most and that gives me the most sort of pleasure each and every time. And that's this Tom L. Tang uh, Lavash shape that I purchased actually at the last Chicago Pipe Show. It's been an absolute uh, gem. It does everything I like. Um, it smokes perfectly. It's got a great blast, a nice little horn accent. It's as light as a feather and it just smokes fantastically. So I love this pipe. Um, and as far as tobaccos, well, I answered that the same way. Which which tobacco am I having to replenish the jar of most frequently? And that's this um, Jermaine's Brown Flake. That one there is just, it's amazing. But um, it says on tobacco reviews that it's a Virginia tobacco, but um, I, it's a straight Virginia, but I disagree. I say there's a fairly healthy serving of, uh, of either a dark fired or a, a, a pretty heavily um, a, a fired burly of some sort in there. And I think the reason I like that the most is it's always satisfying. It always does what it's meant to do. And even though it's a fairly moist tobacco, um, it just smokes like a dream. It never needs to be dried out and it smokes to ash um, perfectly. So, and I think my um, love of cigars also sort of qualifies why this one's a favorite because it's got somewhat cigar-like notes along the way. That would make sense, yeah. And it, and who knows what they put in it because they're not going to tell you. They're just going to tell you it's brown. So have at it. I, yeah, I will say that regardless of whatever they put into it, they do a really good job of making it, <laughs> and uh, it's very consistent. And uh, speaking of putting stuff into it and being consistent, here's Dino, the musical director. Uh, Dino, who likes all kinds of food. Uh, Dino, what is your uh, current favorite pipe in the tobacco that you're uh, coveting the most right now? Okay. Uh, for present-day pipes, the one I just bought, the last pipe I'm ever going to buy, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I just bought a uh, Peterson Arclo ADS, which I really like the shape, and I like their new blasts, and it's a great smoker. And one other pipe that is absolute favorite of mine is a one that i got as a gift from uh alex floroff the squash tomato that you'll see me if you ever <clears throat> go to the pipe forums you'll see me having it dangling out of my mouth <laughs> as far as tobacco um that's available today i usually mix a little bit of uh full virginia flake with uh university flake and a little uh uh La and that would be stuff that's available today. But usually I smoke Samovar or some or any other McClellan's English blends. As long as you got enough. Yeah, I've got enough, I think. All right. And moving on to uh, Ray. Ray, do you have a uh, favorite current pipe and uh, current tobacco that you're enjoying a whole bunch of and you wish you had more and want more and can get more maybe? Um, yeah, I got it with the... Uh Tom L. Tang uh, Rusticated Poker with Bamboo. And for tobacco, Galwith Hogarth. Very nice. Dark uh, Flake Unscented. 
Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, except for the Gaweth Hogarth part, but uh, you don't get the soapiness out of it. Well, it's unscented. Okay, hopefully. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, and moving on to Big Pete, the the legend of Brooklyn and the Schmata business down on the South Side. Uh, Big Pete, this is unfair for you because you've got what a couple thousand pipes. But uh, is there a current pipe that's your favorite and a current tobacco? Uh, well, the current tobacco uh, would be an HU, no shock for anybody who's been listening to me. And the, although the one with is Jademan, which is a mild Virginia Perique, light hit Perique, very, very well balanced, and it's served up in that swirl like Radius is served up in, in the can. Absolutely delicious. For the best pipe, uh, I have to uh, tell you a little story about somebody on this uh, uh, Zoom right now. Uh, I had a Dunhill cauldron shape, which was one of those quaint shapes that was in the back of the catalog called quaint shapes. And uh, it was a 1922 cauldron, and I loved that pipe. And I smoked the daylights out of it. It was beyond restoration. And I showed it to Silver Gray at a Chicago show. And she said to me, Peter, I can copy that pipe for you. And six months later, she sent me the pipe that she had taken the measurements of and pictures of it. And it was an absolute reincarnation, but it was smooth. And I was picky and I decided I wanted the same pipe sandblasted. She made that one for me, too, with a beautiful blast. It was an, uh, just a reborn experience. I'd like to congratulate Silver on that. Uh, if she's hearing me, uh, it, it, I, lately it's been my favorite pipe, and I've been smoking that chain of it in it. So that's my answer. Silver's been uh, kindly blowing you kisses, but you can't see because of your technology. Uh, but moving right along, because we're going to save Silver for last, because that's how we do it. Uh, Russ Hicks, do you have a uh, current favorite pipe and tobacco that you're working on? Well, uh, yeah, for, for the pipes, I'm more of a tobacco guy than a pipe guy, but this group, uh, typically the members of this group will buy more pipes in a month than I spend on them in the entire year. <laughs> um, but so they've given me leeway to buy more pipes. And, uh, anyway, uh, my favorite pipes are my artisan pipes, um, that I have, and I'm not going to mention any, any of those because, um, Typically, they're what I smoke, but I do really enjoy like Savinelli, uh, uh, the Punto Oro Golds and Classics. And recently, Savinelli came out with that Antica line, which is a pretty inexpensive pipe. And it's a lot of their old shapes. And one of them is the 125 shape, which is a pot, which is my favorite shape. And so I bought a few of them and uh, they were they were good, but the engineering wasn't what I wanted. So I was... Uh, I modified them to be something that I would enjoy smoking, basically based on uh, the information that I get in this Zoom group. Because I'm not I'm not a pipe maker, but with uh, with Brad and Ronnie and George to both, it, uh, I'm able to you know modify these things and really enjoy them. So um, I think that's kind of a neat thing, and it, it's uh, you know unique to this group. But as far as current tobaccos, you know I have a really considerable mcclellan cellar and that's what i smoke most of the time um yeah. and then of course i'm a big fan of going on steve fallon's site and if i uh 
have run out of a tin of, of something from McClellan's or gone through it, I'll pick it back up if I can find it. But um, as far as something that's currently available, uh, I, I think what I'm cellaring most these days is McBaron's Dark Twist. I've had some of that from the 1950s, uh, from the 70s, rather, um, that uh, I really enjoyed. And I've had it, you know, subsequent years. And I think it'll age really, really well. And the other thing is it's been around since the 1950s. So perhaps it's something that will never go away and be there, you know, for the future too. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm smoking. We'll keep our fingers crossed. And uh, Mike Zika, the man with the, uh, with the memory that can recite verbatim stuff I've said, and that's frightening to hear it come out of somebody else's mouth. Um, but uh, Mike, what is your uh, current favorite pipe and current tobacco? Well, I have a very small uh, collection of pipes, but they're very, very focused collections. So I, I like Canadians or Lavats, and uh, my favorite is a couple of Yes Conovitz Canadians that I had purchased through eBay. Uh, one came from Sweden, and the other one came from uh, Nashville. Uh, got them a couple of years ago, and I really enjoyed those pipes. They're great, and Unlike a lot of the guys on the Zoom, I, I like current production tobaccos as well as the older stuff. So I, I'm a big fan of Call House and Cop stuff. So I like Robert McConnell's Scottish Flake. And uh, I like uh, the Rattray's Old Gowry. I guess those would be my two favorites of the current production. And speaking of Nashville, Tennessee, we'll go up to uh, Ronnie B. from Tennessee, who uh, jokingly sometimes wears... Um clothing appropriate for outdoors in nashville or the tennessee area and we call them wife beaters but it's winter time now so he's wearing sleeves uh ronnie b what's your current pipe and i know you're not coveting any current tobaccos because you've got a ton of old stuff but what is it well uh and my absolute favorite pipe is uh a about a group five bulldog Made that was made off of a um, uh, J.T. Cook sketch from an old PNT magazine by a guy named Scott Holtman. Mm -hmm. uh, he was an aspiring uh, pipe maker in Nashville. Um, spent a lot of money setting up a big shop. Made about maybe eight pipes and then stopped. Period. But he uh, he was trying to follow the J.T. Cook mode or process of deep blasting and uh, in a sense he outdid cook because everybody that sees this pipe says oh you gotta cook wow <laughs> no no i don't i have a holtman but uh, the greatest thing about it is it, it has the absolute driest smoke of any pipe i have uh it smokes it reminds me more of a uh, gourd calabash mm. than a briar uh, every time I smoke it, it's, it's just, it's otherworldly. Um, and I have to say right next to that, uh, I've got 14 pipes of uh, Ryan Alden down there in nowhere, Texas. And uh, <laughs> another they short are, guy. Uh, yeah, the big dummy. Yeah. Uh, but, but I tell you what, uh, Ryan Alden knows how to make a pipe. Uh, I've never had to touch any one of them to improve the draw. Doesn't matter the shape or size. And, um, you know, the, they're definitely reachers um, of tobacco now that I currently have uh, my 96 Christmas cheer. 
Yeah, that, that's a iconic year of all the years they made. Uh, and no, Fred, I'm not going to say my 10 and 92. Uh, you already have plenty. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I was able to get a good stash of McClellan's put back. And uh, that's all I, that and uh, old Smoker's Haven tobaccos are what I like to smoke today. I took Ronnie B to a museum one time. He looked at a Van Gogh and said, you know, if he did that a little bit better, it would have looked a little nicer. So when he says he doesn't want to touch something, uh, that's something else. Uh, Silver, are you there? Silver Gray, the best for last on this. Your current pipe that you're coveting and the current tobacco that you like, and you are the one aromatic devotee in this group. So Probably. I'm the non-Parique, non-Latakia girl. Yeah. Um, my favorite pipe that smokes consistently, my favorite, the best, the driest, is my Christmas pipe several years ago, my Diamond Shank Canadian, probably group two, yeah, two two or three, Brad Pullman. And then um, I'm going to join the uh, Pete uh, Mutual Admiration Society here. <laughs> Pete gave gifted me and there's another one too um three pipes from the 1920s a straight and a full bent derby and another one called a leaf and they are my go-to driest pipes i really like the group two three something small that i'm not uh i don't smoke even those all the way to the bottom because i don't like the way it tastes because it gets kind of nasty for me <laughs> maybe because I drool down them or something when I'm clenching. Um, so they tend to get a little damp. So I have to dry my tobacco out pretty thoroughly before I smoke. And what I, my go-to tobacco is uh, McBaron um, Black Ambrosia mixed with uh, Stokeby's uh, Luxury Twist. And then recently I've been putting a, a couple of handfuls of the dark twist and in, in with it just to give it a little more body um so i kind of experiment with different blender or tobaccos and blend them myself but yeah. i then I, I do like the old dunhill um christmas uh, blends and i think peterson had some too that i have so but i only break those out in the holidays so they'll last me a little while yeah you know, the only thing Big Pete's given me is acid reflux, so <laughs> I must not be lucky. But and uh, and he just popped back in, so we can finish this up with uh, Jonathan Barnes. Jonathan, your favorite current pipe and uh, current tobacco that you're enjoying? Uh, favorite pipe is uh, like picked between children, but uh, I would say I have a, a JT Cook uh, Canadian that's one of the best sandblast I've ever seen uh, that I have to pick. Uh, and tobacco, uh, honestly, I'm mainly smoking clon, but of currently available, the Breviable is a really good uh, balkan option. And that will wrap up uh, part two with the Zoom group of the uh, Dickens Christmas Carol pipes and tobaccos of christmas current what we like what we're smoking now uh next week obviously 
the pipes and tobaccos of Christmas future. Uh, so we'll have that for you. Uh, and then uh, coming up, we'll have uh, mail, music, holiday music, mailbag, and rant. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Have a look in your tobacco cellar. What do you see? Think of what you smoke, what you age, what you're drawn to in a blend that keeps you wanting more. That's your taste. And whether you know it or not, you've been leading that expedition since you first picked up a pipe just by smoking what you like and liking what you smoke. But the funny thing about taste, it changes and you need a wide selection to accommodate it. We at Smoking Pipes know this and you know it too. So whether you're searching for a tried and true favorite or a singular boutique mixture, we're here to help you navigate the voyage of your evolving tastes. But you're still at the helm smoking pipes in faithful service of the hobby this is internet radio and we are back on the pipes magazine radio show i do hope you're enjoying the uh zoom uh the uh recording with the zoom groups uh one more to go next week and then we'll finish that up and then we'll be back to some regularly scheduled programs but i hope it's a hope it's an insight into what some of these more experienced pipe smokers have gone through and there's all different ranges of people in there that enjoy all different levels of pipes and tobaccos and so anyway i hope you are enjoying that all right for music uh staying in rock and roll because i don't know i guess i'm in a uh, rock and roll kind of mood but uh i'm pretty sure i've played this one before this is the only holiday-themed song that Queen did as a band, and it's called Thank God It's Christmas. Oh, my love, we've had our share of tears. Oh, Thank God it's Christmas 
the late great freddie mercury um i must be in a bit of a rock and roll kick so anyway i really enjoyed i enjoy that song and it's christmas time oh boy we've got a message and remember if you have a comment or question you can email me brian b-r-i-a-n at pipesmagazine.com or post it on the pipes magazine radio show page on pipesmagazine.com uh, just like these fine folks did, uh, going back two weeks for, uh, the last show with Rich Esserman, uh, we have Dino as always. And Dino says that was a great collective discussion on the discussion of collections. I really enjoy the warm and easy conversation you two guys have. I hope there will be many more topics you guys take up in the future. The music was Bing was, the music from Bing was a perfect kickoff for the coming season as for your rave, no, Brian, thank you for providing that bright spot each week. To you and all my Jewish friends, good Yontif, happy Hanukkah, and know that I rue the atrocities my distant ancestor Antiochus, Antiochus the fourth that engendered this celebration. Well, Dino, don't take it bad, but you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you guys a pass because you also really fine-tuned the greek coffee into just wonderful coffee so <laughs> thank you for that and then trout time says i love these shows with rich something you guys said hit a chord with me i collect handmade bamboo fly rods which is an even smaller niche than pipes i was confronted by a famous colorado rod maker who i had consigned to make me a rod he asked how i like the rod i confessed that i hadn't fished it it was too pretty he was very angry and demanded that I either return the rod or fish it. I feel most pipe makers feel the same. Either smoke it or pass it on to someone who will. Uh, keep, uh, uh, keep bringing on the big man. His stories are great. I sure will, and thank you very much. Uh, and then uh, Dan Locklear wrote, uh, What a delight it was to hear both of you on this week's Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, your collective experience in the area of collecting showed... Uh, showed forth brilliantly and you covered so well the many dimensions of the pipe and tobacco collector sometimes i think my own collecting habits easily become a model of buying and holding often relating to the words of the architecture writer ada louise huxtable 
Uh, clutter is the highest and most organized form <laughs> is called collecting. Uh, I listened to this week's show on Thanksgiving Day, reminding me yet again, Brian, of how thankful I am for your continuing dedication in procuring this weekly and extremely valuable pipe resource program. Keep up your splendid work on behalf of Puffers every, Everywhere with every good wish, Dan. I sure will. I appreciate it. Uh, and again, if you have a comment or question, you can email them directly to me, Brian, at PipesMagazine.com. Uh, remember, we are gathering questions for uh, Ask the, not only an Ask the Pipe Maker with Jeff Grasick, we have Ask the Tobacco Blender or Tobacconist with Jeremy Reeves. And if you have something that you would like Rich and I to cover, well, I'm happy to do that. I also want to remind you to please keep sharing out the Pipes Magazine radio show wherever you know pipe smokers are. If they have a problem with understanding what a podcast is, well, you know, show them how to do it. And if you're new to the show, please keep current with the current episodes and then go back and catch up on the past ones as you have time. That way you'll stay kind of fresh. Uh, and yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot to go back through. Uh, in fact, I'm also trying to find the note and I forgot where it is, but we had one listener that emailed me wanting to know, uh, wanting me to interview an apprentice. And I wanted to point him back to, uh, a couple of, a uh, couple of episodes. One is with, uh, Jamie from, uh, Royal Oak Briars. And the other one is with, uh, Alexander Hasty. The second one with Alexander Hasty because both of those we kind of focused on what they had learned in the past year or so or what they had learned from people they had worked with and I believe I have a future episode coming up with uh, two really prominent pipe makers that are going to discuss pipe making and that'll that'll uh That'll help some of that. So, all right, again, comments, questions, email me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. Rave time coming up next. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. talk about holiday ornaments or Christmas decorations or whatever you want to call them, all right? Whatever you want to call them. Holiday decorations, Christmas ornaments, uh, you know, Hanukkah decorations, whatever it is. And uh, and the way I want to talk about it is I've, I've mentioned in the past that I have a lot of tobaccos and I have a lot of Disney things that I collect. Well, in the other half of this house, the person that I'm married to has a passion for um, Christmas ornaments and collecting Christmas ornaments. 
and buying Christmas ornaments and keeping them to the point where, you know, her Christmas ornaments, when they're all put away, uh, they take up a significant space of room, including the uh, three, now four Christmas trees that we have, which get stored in the garage. So when it comes down to space-wise, you know, maybe we're about equal in the space that things take up. Uh, but here's the kicker to it, and this is part of, you know, the maturation of life. Uh, normally, normally, I would just do the lights and get the trees set up, and then I would kind of disappear, and the wife and daughter would do the ornaments. Well, this year, with no daughter living here, I got to do the ornaments and help with the ornaments. I only helped with the stuff that was really tall, though. But what I realized is... All these holiday decorations that we take out once a year and we put them out once a year, they're all little keepsakes of memories of time, memories of places, things. We still have ornaments that our kids made when they were in school and we still have, we have ornaments from when we first got married. We have ornaments that go way back and to be able to take those little things out, look at them once a year. It's a perfect way to kind of recap where you are in your life and then at the new year, you put them back away and you start all over fresh and you hope you make new memories with them. So, yeah, a little, uh, not only do they just make the tree look shinier and brighter and take up room in the house, but, you know, they trigger memories and they're nice to look at. So there you go. All right. Uh, please keep those comments coming. iTunes ratings and reviews, much appreciated. Next week, the third and final installment with my uh, with the Zoom group and the Christmas Carol of Pipes and Tobaccos. So thank you again to my Zoom group. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Buddy Deal, what's your favorite color? Put that down. Hello? Hello?